Hello, my name is Christian Scrocco. Um, I'm going to be doing a podcast on a book that I read over the summer for our summer reading project. Uh, when looking at the list of books, I saw some things already read, some things that looked interesting. But I decided an interesting route to take would be to ask some of my family members about books that they were reading or have read that they suggest. And ultimately, I got this book from my younger sister who recommended it to me. It is a book called Warriors Into the Wild by Aaron Hunter. Uh, I'm going to be straight. This book isn't like high level, high school, college, super complex. Um, it's a book meant for probably like preteens, maybe like young teens. So it's very simple. You know, there's nothing too crazy about it, but I think it's still a really good book that dives deep into the world of this book and different characters, different symbolisms. It brings in like entire new words and descriptors for certain things. It's pretty intense. But we should start with how the book made by Aaron Hunter, who is actually a pseudonym for, I believe, four different writers for this book, who all write under the collective pseudonym Aaron Hunter. And the book, it's a fantasy book, essentially, that has been compared to things like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, that kind of thing, where they build up a world. So the story takes place in a forest in no we there is no dead defined location of it but it takes place in a forest that is on the side of a neighborhood and in that forest it is there are these four like groups of feral cats that live in the forest and each cat belongs to these groups called clans. There's four of them. There's Thunder Clan, Wind Clan, River Clan, and Shadow Clan. And all of these clans all live together and they fight each other, they help each other, they have proper territory and borders and boundaries. And in life, you have to hunt, you have to sleep, you have to train other cats so they can help when, like, young cats into becoming full-grown. There's, like, peace talks. And then once, I believe, is every month or moon in the book, they all meet together at this one area to discuss the events that are happening throughout that month and to make sure to kind of get a general feeling of how everything is so they can announce emergencies and request aid. They could claim territory. They could mention food shortages or food bounties that they could are willing to trade and things like that. And they all live under this kind of religious entity called Star Clan, 
which is where the dead cats go, essentially. When you die, you are sent to Star Clan, where you kind of, it's basically cat heaven. But sometimes the cats from Star Clan send like prophecies or blessings or visions to the cats alive. And then these cats, they carry out their wills and they have a sort of, I guess, religion within the clans. And each clan is made up of, it has like a political structure. There's a leader and every leader has a deputy who kind of helps them with, you know, leading the clan, making main decisions, uh, determining things during emergencies. The leaders are the ones who talk at the peace talk, the like peace meetings every moon. And then the deputy kind of assigns cats to go out on patrols. They assign specific cats to be uh, the people who apprentice the younger like kittens or juvenile cats so they can learn to become what they're called warriors title of the book where they are like the main cat they hunt they fight they gather that kind of thing and then within that there's just your regular warriors there's apprentices which are the juvenile cats who are trying to become warriors there's kits which are kittens which can't really do anything and then some of those cats the female ones can elect to become i believe they're called den mothers where they kind of just remain in the central den area and they take care of the kits they feed them they make sure they aren't killing each other that kind of thing and then when they get to a certain age, all warriors can elect to become elders, which are, you know, classic elder, the person you go to for advice. Um, and they're tended to often by the apprentices, trained, like learning how to respect other cats and how to take care of their camp. And then <laughs> there is one kind of, spiritual leader slash doctor called the medicine cat who learns how to use different herbs and remedies to heal up wounds or to mainly protect the cats in case they're attacked by things like badgers or foxes they can you know patch up their wounds with these different bombs um, and then they're also the ones who get the spiritual visions often, as well as the leaders. They get the visions from Star Clan. And now that's enough world building. We're finally going to get into the actual book. So the book starts off with a house cat named Rusty, who is this bright orange, like juvenile cat who gets dreams about living in the wilderness and going out there, but they're often told by one of their friend cats, one of the other house cats, that there's savage cats out there who sharpen their claws on stones and sharpen their teeth, eating on animal bones. But Rusty decides to chance it anyway, and he goes out into the forest. And that's when he gets attacked by some of the cats 
Uh, he gets attacked by another juvenile cat that's like the same size as he is. He's a gray. And after they fight, the gray cat kind of makes fun of the house cat for being a house cat. And he calls him a term called a kitty pet, which is kind of like slang for house cat. And it's used as in like a derogatory sense from the feral cats. And then a real warrior who is apprenticing this other cat comes out and kind of like sizes up the situation. He tells Rusty to go home so he doesn't get killed in the forest. But then he kind of gets visited by like visions in the night who tell him to go back out there as well as the warrior who is recommending that he'll bring the cat's offer to remain in the wild and join up with them to the leader and see how they think. Uh, And then when they come back, we learn that the cat who fought Rusty in the beginning, the small gray one is named Graypaw, which partially gets into the scheme, the name schemes, which we'll get to in a little bit later. And they're visited by the Thunder Clan, one of the four. The leader, her name is Blue Star. She comes up, kind of sizes up Rusty, says that they'll give him a chance, which is very rare, she says. They don't normally accept kitty pets or house cats into their group because they're feral. And they take him back to the camp, and all the cats he meets with kind of look at him in awe and think about what it would be like to have a kitty pet with them. Most of them are derogatory. They're like, they're discriminatory. They're like, you're not going to join us because you're a house cat. You don't have the warrior blood in you. You don't know what it's like to live in the wilderness. (laughs) And then he meets with Blue Star, who announces his arrival, and then another cat uh, attempts to kind of push him down and basically says, we're going to kick him out of the clan because he doesn't deserve to be here. So then Rusty attacks this other cat. They get in a fight, and this cat's like a full-grown warrior. They fight each other. They back off both with wounds, but it ends with Rusty's collar because he's a house cat getting ripped off, which the leader sees as kind of like a sign of initiation and allows him to join and renames him because you take on a warrior name as Firepaw, fire after the color of his fur, which is orange. And that's where the naming scheme comes in. Uh, When you're born, you are born as a kit. So your name would have Kit in it. And they're all named after like things around them, different plants. So uh, something like uh, Leaf Kit or Tree Kit, that kind of thing is a Kit name. And then when they come to a certain age, they become an apprentice. And they take on the name Paw instead. So you have Tree Paw, Leaf Paw. And then once they would reach adulthood, they pick on a different name something like leaf cloud or tree bark, that kind of thing. They took on like a another name. And then 
leaders get the last, I guess, the last name Star. So Blue Star is the leader. After that, Rusty learns to live his life with his other apprentices. Uh, mainly, Graypaw becomes his like close friend. Um, Ravenpaw is kind of like a little kind of anxious apprentice who serves under this other tough, like tough warrior named Tiger Claw, who is very important later. <laughs> and then there's Sandpaw, who is a female apprentice who at first is kind of like discriminatory against him, but gradually starts to accept them into the fold. And there is the time where Firepaw goes to visit the medicine cat to get his wounds covered from the fight earlier. And he meets the medicine cat. Her name is spotted leaf. And when he meets that cat, the medicine cat kind of recognizes him as something and tells blue star, the leader about it. And he's later informed that he is kind of part of a prophecy sent to the medicine cat by star clan about how fire is gonna save the clan and at first it made no sense to them because fire saving the clan if fire destroys it doesn't make any sense but then symbolically fire paw would become someone that would save the clan from devastation or death so blue star personally takes on Firepaw's apprenticeship, which is a very rare occurrence. The leader doesn't usually take on their own apprentice unless there's someone very important. So Firepaw grows. He learns how to fight. He learns about different hunting strategies and things. When he is told about why they dislike kitty pets too much or so much, and they talk about things like them being kind of, I guess, softened because their humans feed them, but they call humans two legs because two legs. So they say that the two legs, you know, they fatten them up, they make them soft, they make them emotional. But then they realize that Rusty is kind of different in the fact that he was willing to go out and he was getting these dreams. But then it is found out later that Spotted Leaf, the medicine cat, is murdered, uh, where she is just killed in an attack. Um, and this attack was apparently by Tiger Claw, the cat who was apprenticing Ravenpaw. And it, it turns out that Tiger Claw is threatening Ravenpaw with death if he tells them about things that he's seen, because apparently Ravenpaw has seen something. And when they get him to a safe place to get into a barn that's far away from the forest, he tells them that he saw Tiger Claw kill the old deputy, which I believe their name was Redtail, and just slaughter them and then take them back, saying that they were killed by another clan member from one of the other clans during a fight. And then he was hoping to take on that mantle of deputy so that he could become a leader. So after that is found out, Firepaw rushes back 
to the clan after he learns this. And he finds out that Tiger Claw is having a personal meeting with Blue Star. And he comes in to warn Blue Star that Tiger Claw is going to try to kill her and take her mantle of leadership. And Tiger Claw is prevented from doing so. And then Tiger Claw runs away because he tries to escape. And then it ultimately ends with Firepaw finding a like disheveled, crazy she-cat named Yellow Fang, who was apparently a medicine cat for Shadow Clan before she was driven out because of the death or some revelation about her caused her to be pushed out by the clan. So what happens is she is forced out. She goes onto the Thunder Clan territory where Firepaw tries to push her out. But then Firepaw is forced to take her back to the clan to be judged about any about whether she can stay or not. And then she becomes a new medicine cat of the clan. And that is about ultimately where it ends with Firepaw bringing in this new medicine cat and the Tiger Claw being expelled from the clan. And then at the complete end of the book, um, Firepaw is advanced to a warrior level because he has been growing enough and his name becomes Fireheart and he becomes a full-grown warrior. So overall, the the political ties, the political tensions, the religious aspect, there's betrayal, there's murder, there's bloodlust, ambition, unchecked ambition, there's familial ties and kinship there's a view on outsiders discrimination there's a lot of themes that play here that all work together to build up this world about a realistic society about feral cats which is pretty surprising when you think that this is a book for like 11 year olds maybe but one of the things that struck me specifically was how unique each character's personality was because throughout the book, you can see how each character kind of evolves as a person or a cat, I guess in this case, like tiger star at first is kind of just this kind of big, tough looking warrior who loves his clan, but in the end becomes a, bloodthirsty ambitious monster who kills cats to get his way um firepaw starts off as this like very prideful and overconfident and a little bit scared cat and he turns into this classic hero warrior character who can hold his own and lives in their society now um Graypaw kind of acts as like a foil to Firepaw. He kind of acts as like some comedic relief where he brings in lots of jokes and comedy. It's an interesting dynamic between all the characters and how they relate. And then the symbolism that takes place with fire saving the clan and Firepaw becoming a member 
that kind of thing. Um, ultimately, overall, I'd say this is a very good book. It's a short read. It's the beginning of a huge series. I think there's six different um, series of books, all with different characters and different like stories about these clans. I believe one came out where they're talking about like that I believe it's called Dawn of the Clans, where they talk about the founding of them. And then there's one that's like way far in the future, like years after this book takes place, and they're still talking about cats. Uh, overall, I would give this book, I would say, five cat claws out of five. I think it's a very good read. Definitely worth your time if you're willing to put in the time to read it it's pretty intriguing and once you get into it you can really start kind of finding yourself being pulled into this world of feral cats and every after i read this book i definitely did look at my pet cat a little bit differently uh sorry this was late mr steinkemper i uh completely forgot about the summer project but don't worry i did it now and it was pretty fun.